who among us doesn't enjoy a good mystery? And especially when solving it means that I get to bring out my competitive side, even if it's just me against the clock, I just can't wait to uncover all the secrets. So June's Journey is a game that is completely up my alley, and I think you'll love it too. In June's Journey, a hidden object mystery game, you play as June Parker, who's on a quest to solve her sister's murder and uncover her family's many secrets. Each chapter brings you deeper into the story, and it's set in the Roaring Twenties, so beyond uncovering clues, you get to experience the glitz and glamour of the time. June's Journey is definitely not a game I play mindlessly, which I love because I get genuinely invested and a lot of it is a race against time, so there's a little fun added pressure of trying to find the clues as quickly as you can in each scene. There are also tons of ways to customize the island that you're on, learn more about the characters, and then new chapters are added weekly, so you really can't run out of things to explore. So if you think you're up to solve this case, download June's Journey for free today on iOS or Android or play on PC through Facebook games. June needs your help, detective. My name is Jenny Owen-Youngs. And I'm Kristen Russo. And together we spent six years watching every episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer, one at a time, podcasting about each and every one. Our podcast is spoiler-free, so first-time viewers can listen along safely. Ever thought to yourself, I wish someone was brave enough to write an original song for every single episode of Buffy? Your search is at an end, my friend, because we did exactly that. Our podcast is called Buffering the Vampire Slayer, and you can learn more about it at bufferingcast.com. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. Hello and welcome to the IGN UK podcast. I am Alex and this week I'm joined by Luke Kamali. Hello. And Daniel Kruper. Greetings and salutations. I don't know why I, I stuttered your name slightly there. I Did think. you want to say Daniel Kilby? I felt I was about to say Daniel Kilby. No. No. But I am... But you always, you've always got Daniel Kilby on the tip of your tongue. Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a good start to this week's <laughs> podcast. Of course, on this week's podcast, we will be talking about the week's news and feedback and the talking point, which is our favourite games of the last generation. Yes. But before we get there, what have you been up to? I haven't really done much this week. Oh, that's good. pretty much the same. That's as dynamite. Usual, Let's yeah. cut that section out. <laughs> yeah, no. Doing that at the weekend. <laughs> what, what have I done? Well, um, you went for a little jaunt to the Canary Islands. Oh, I did, yes. Yeah. So the bank, for the bank holiday weekend. As, I went as to, one does. I went, I went to Lanzarote <laughs> for four days. Quick job. No, so I dropped the tea there just to make myself sound a little Lanzarote. bit more. Lanzarote. <laughs> one of the people. Lanzarote. Yeah, no, it was lovely. Good. I'm tanned. Kamali's yeah. stomping ground. It is. Uh, you do spend is, a lot of time in the Canaries. I do actually, as, 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 as it goes. In, um, in the old big fan, Balearic. Just got to get Foot Adventure. <laughs> tick them all off. There you go. Good. Which is your favourite of the? Uh, I quite like Grand Canaria or Grand Can to the initiated. Well, I think when I was a child, I thought it was a Grand Canary. Well, in a, in a kind of weird kaiju kind of way, well, it was weirdly, a giant budgie. I went to um, uh, to Lanzarote when I was a child and some people were going to Fuerteventura and I got very jealous because I thought it was an Ace Ventura theme park. Oh, Ace Ventura is a film that does not hold up very well. It doesn't. At it? all, no. It's actually also quite very like... Because, you know, not spoiler alert for a film that's 20 <laughs> years old, yeah. like the villain turns out to be a transsexual. That's Ace and Ventura 2, though, isn't no, it? No, it's 1. Oh, is that 1? That's 1, and yeah. Okay. Yeah, two's the, the way that it treats that character is very, very antiquated, right. and if you watch it today, it actually seems quite, in, well, it's incredibly prejudiced. It's the worst it, case of hemorrhoids. Yeah. Is that the, yeah. the, the stolen dolphin? Yeah. 
And then yeah, the second one is the Miami dis- Dolphins, and then the it, went, it was when nature calls. Yeah, right. When he's calling calling out the latex backside <laughs> of a, a rhino. Uh-huh. I know my Ace Ventura. But when you were a kid, that was the coolest film ever. Look at him, yeah. he's amazing. And you watch it back now and you go, what an absolute knob jockey. I know, calm down, <laughs> just calm absolute down. Absolute dickhead. He's um, insane. Can you do an impression of Ace Ventura? No, but I'm, Come sure, on. I'm sure as a child, I'd many, much to the hilarity of my mum. <laughs> using a whole like can of hairspray just to create the quiff. <laughs> I could probably do the quiff still. Yeah. But just like, Alrighty then. then. But that was his target audience. It was like nine year old boys found yeah. him absolutely hilarious. It was funny back in the day. The mask. That was a good film. I, I, I think I did see pretty much every uh, Jim Carrey film at the same Cameron one. Diaz, though, that was that was a. Uh, was that the vehicle that launched her? Yeah. As it were, <laughs> the vehicle that launched her. The catapult of <laughs> Cameron. The cannon yeah. that fired her into <laughs> The Cameron catapult. Oh, yeah. but when she walked into that bank for the first time, I, might, I imagine many listeners would have special memories of that moment. <laughs> special memories. <laughs> it was an awakening. Yes. <laughs> Anyway, what have you been up to apart from talking about it? It's for watching the entire back catalogue of Jim Carrey, so it's mainly rubbish. Um, (laughs) It's not really, he's he's done a few good films. Liar Liar, I quite like. Man on the Moon, Truman Show. Yeah, Truman Show's good. Truman Show's excellent. Cable Guy. Wait. Cable Guy's good. Is it? Yeah. A lot of people are down on it, but I I found it was better than it was. I think I found it a bit. Well, better than I heard it was. I think I found it a bit creepy when I was young. I think that's my issue with it. Well, Mm. the thing is, it was critically slated when it first came out, directed by Ben Stiller, and then in the years since, it's become a bit of a cult classic I didn't realise it was directed by Ben Stiller yeah so yeah. Yeah. I watched um, Tropic Thunder the other day yeah. again it is a funny film yeah, I've only seen it once did you not yeah. find it funny um, I think I did like in the cinema I've never felt the need to it's never been a film that I thought I'll rewatch I, that one day I only no. watched it for Tom Cruise's bit at the cameo. end cameo what's it called Len Grossman yeah and because he Len is- Goodman <laughs> it's it's wide, isn't it <laughs> a lot of prosthetics a lot of prosthetics though. but it's just it's stupid but funny yeah. yeah, yeah. That's what you want. It's quite like the Steve Coogan bit where he's like, "Let's go make the best film ever," and then has an unfortunate moment, hmm. as it were. Spoilers. <laughs> let's not spoil it. There you go. <laughs> anyway, right. Let's uh, crack on with this week's news. And Battlefield Hardline has leaked. Am I doing that one? No, I'm doing it. I oh, just want to go. know if you want to know more about it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, pray tell, Alex. Pray tell. <laughs> what do you have to know? Well, Hardline is a sounds like a late game. night um, topical. A fir- like current affairs talk show. Yeah. yeah. So this time, Piers Morgan. It's the war on crime because it's about cops. Yeah. Oh. Otherwise, in the so UK, like the thin blue line. Is, 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 is not like ultimately the the war like war, really a war on crime. War you basically never changes. Stop doing that. What it's war against naughty people. Yeah, war against naughty. Ultimately, yeah. it's always coming down <laughs> to like. It'd be better if they said that in the trailer. People. Yeah, it's a war against naughty, naughty people. people. It's Stop it. Payday edition, right? Kinda. Yeah. So, uh, you play a Miami cop called Nick Mendoza. Tell me more. And about he is. Well, he verges between being good and bad. Has he, has he? Has he got a police chief? He just doesn't quite get it, probably, and his ways. But basically, he's going after his previous partner, and obviously, it's set in Miami. There's it's lots missus. of. I was gonna, I was gonna say, not, his li- not his life partner, his missus. It's a really it's depressing missus. story about a policeman really down on his luck, yeah. and he just keeps looking at his ex-wife on Facebook yep. and her new yeah. husband, who's a bit better shape than him. Yep. Uh, anyway, each level is structured like a TV episode, and they reference House of Cards plus a number of others. So uh, there's going to be cliffhangers all the way through. But isn't that just like every kind of game level? I anyway. suppose, kind of. Yeah. I, was, I was thinking about this. It would be quite cool if you know, say, you, it was if it, episodically with 
See, I'm playing Watch Dogs at the moment, yep. and it feels mm. like a lot of the missions kind of bleed together, and you go to this part of the city, and you do this type of mission, you go to this part of the city, you do this type of mission, and we'll talk more about Watch Dogs later. Yep. Episodic, what I'm, what I'm taking that to mean is like you kind of have, you know, in American TV, you have like the big bad of the week. Yep. You have one big set piece in the last kind yeah, of yeah, yeah. 20 minutes. Yeah. I wonder if it's like that, and it's kind of like GTA heists. So yeah. like each level each episode is very different that mm. would be more compelling yeah. well there's going to be a branching storyline right because they talk about moral choices and stuff so. well so the way that they the, the exact wording they use is that each level can be played multiple times in multiple ways mm. so i take that how you will i don't know um but so obviously a lot of it is now set in a city uh there was one particularly cool bit where you and a load of people are ziplining across the streets shooting people a bit like heat so but obviously multiplayer you met some gta uh, and heists that is the multiplayer new... sounds cool so yeah the yeah. multiplayer has been doing like again dice single player yep. is visceral, visceral. people yep. behind dead space. dead space um so they've kind of been tasked with improving the campaign which obviously frequently gets criticized yep. in battlefield games and then you've got dice doing what they do best yep. multiplayer so yep. the multiplayer would sound like super cool they yep. look really cool so heist is obviously one of them you either play a the bank robbers or the cops yeah. uh, obviously you've got to get the money or you escape there is a hostage one. I can't remember what the name of that is called. I think it's called. I think it's Ra- hostage or rescue. Uh, uh, do you know what it's called? Rescue. Mm. Yes, that sounds um, cool. I think like being a SWAT team going in and rescuing yeah. hostages. That yeah, I, that sounds. Really that does sound cool. really yeah. cool. Um, Hotwire, which is basically car chases across vast expanses of open world. Sounds good. Um, which is kind of weird because. Uh, battle, well, previously, Battlefield has always merged vehicles mm. or vehicular. I hate that word. Ve- vehicular. vehicular. <laughs> and on foot stuff. Vehicular so manslaughter. I don't, know what's gonna, I don't know where the hot wire is going to be. You're in a car and you can't get out of the car. I don't know. I know, that does sound a bit restrictive. Imagine if, like, right. you start on a map and you're the one guy who doesn't get to the car in time yeah. and everyone just leaves you. <laughs> yeah. I'll just, um, I'll just, uh, I, I didn't want to play. So <laughs> press, I didn't press triangle come. by mistake. So. <laughs> I'm just going just gonna to go over there and, just, you know. Yeah. Keep myself company. And then lastly, blood money, which is cops versus criminals going after a big pile of cash. So that sounds quite interesting. You have to take money back to your safe house. Yeah. There you go. But why are the cops doing that? Because they're all corrupt. Because they're all yeah. taking bribes. And, they did, or, but that's the, the, uh, in that bit of the, the video that leaked, there's them um, like planes and ting. Yeah. And, like planes yeah. and parachutes and everything. It looks which is obviously what awesome. Battlefield has done. Well, I think well it's in the, the past. documentary The House I Live In, which is made by the guy who created The Wire. Well, no, he he he's featured prominently in it. And in some states, like some cops, like when they seize money, get yeah. to get a cut of it. Really? And it's particularly on the war on drugs, it's like incentivized cops basically seizing stuff in wow. certain states. It's really dodgy. So presumably it's incentivized so they don't just take it and either sell it on or take yeah. it themselves. It's because, and then all the best cops go into vice, um, narcotics, and yeah. not like homicide because there's more money. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> like, see, all of the best cops aren't in like homicide hunting murders. Murderers, they're like doing Trying to get drugs. Anyway, anyway, I feel like we're getting sidelined. <laughs> right, um, anyway, are you excited? It's a new take on Battlefield. Yeah. I actually think, you know, I wasn't particularly enamored with Battlefield 4 because of all the issues. But I think it looks good. They so, needed a mix-up to kind of restore faith in the brand. So, I think it's good. But effectively, mm. it's not Battlefield. But mm. you, you're launching a new IP, no. offsetting it with the kind of recognisability of yeah, Battlefield. Yeah, yeah. Is it the Vanishing yeah, Mediator again? It is the Vanishing Mediator, Frederick Jameson. There you go. Uh, do you remember it? Because you, I remember that? you wrote your piece about Skylanders. Look at that, the Vanishing Mediator. Yeah. And you taught me. It's one precipitates was... change and then disappears itself. I was telling my flatmate about it today, and I cited you. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> he actually reads my stuff. I do. Um, <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
but it's that's kind of smart, you know. Yeah. It, it means you can do something completely new, and you don't have to spend loads of money. Like, for instance, I don't know Ubisoft launching the crew. Yeah, effectively, Ubisoft mm. are creating their own Need for Speed. Yeah, but you have to get everyone on board with what yeah, the crew it's, it's is. Brand yeah. new. You've got to explain well, what it is. Battlefield, as well, right? Battlefield. Yeah. Um, grappling hooks look cool. Yes, like yeah, Batman. yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Map. yeah, I it think it looks like interesting. A, a first-person shooter these days needs something to increase increase your mobility. Yeah. So in Evolve, it's like the jetpack, Titan. Obviously, you can wall run. Yep. This mm. seems like the grapple hook is the next thing for Battlefield. In Call of Duty, you've got your little suckered gloves. You got your little your mech suit. Yep. Increased mobility. That is what makes it a next-gen shooter. Maybe we'll have mobility <laughs> mobility scooters. Stairlifts. Once you get to the bottom of the stairs, you're like, shit. Riding it up really slowly. It's actually quite dangerous tactics to use a stairlift because you're really sitting duck. Unless maybe you could get an armoured one. Like the boatmobile. Like the boatmobile. Pretty like, good in hot wire. You could do a hot wire too. If anyone takes like these proper ideas. mobility scooters, like really slow ones. <laughs> Brilliant. Anyway. Uh, Age of Warfare. Eh? Yeah. Okay. Uh, next up, so we've Daredevil. got a new Daredevil. Ooh. Do do people do you care about Daredevil? No. <clears throat> Luke, do you care about Daredevil? My only, I only am aware of him because of um. The Bayern Affleck one, which... Bayern Affleck. Bayern Affleck. Bayern Affleck. Bayern Affleck. Three-time European Cup winners, four times Bayern Affleck. Because of Bayern Affleck, who four didn't do particularly a good job, did he? And Colin Farrell was in that one. Was he was. He, he played so yeah, I, ne- I never really watched it. Young. It was so That's slated. It. I just thought... Yeah, there are people out there who will say that the director's cut is, is quite decent, but it's it's not... That, there's a lot of wrong with that project it's basically it's a Marvel film before a lot of superhero films really came mm, of age right and so it's kind Missed of a bit tone, riddled right? with some of the problems old superhero films had some of the cliches it's yep. it's a bit dated um, but we've got a new Daredevil it's coming obviously for the um, Netflix TV series this isn't a film yep. and it is British actor another British superhero playing an American superhero British actor playing an American superhero I should say uh, it's Charlie Cox who is probably best known it's not Charlie film. from Busted it's not Charlie from Busted it's Charlie okay. Simpson uh, oh, okay, no. right. there um, you go. I've got the knowledge he's <laughs> probably best known in film in Stardust yeah the new was, gaming adaptation yeah, no, the, I've the seen male it. lead okay. was, he, was he the young, the younger one rather than the older one because remember they look the same as Tristan Tristan is his name yeah. yeah he's the main one yeah. I think and then he's now well known for being in Boardwalk Empire oh. right so he has landed the role of Matt Murdock the blind um, lawyer of Hell's Kitchen who by day is a lawyer and at night wreaks vengeance is he blind? When the jurisdic- yeah. when yeah, when the legal system fails. That, that shows you how much I know about. Um, <laughs> Quite Daredevil. one of the main. Yeah, players, so right? he has he, his cane, right? Which is yeah. So he has and, yeah, and he's night. got a real moon face. <laughs> Maybe it should have been Moon Knight. But look, like, look at this. Like, it's not often. Like his mouth is getting the it's full width of his face. hairline. Oh, uh, ooh. Mm. So there you go. Yeah. Um, right. yeah. So he's 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 Daredevil. He's one point seven eight meters tall. Well, that's that's what I'd want from Daredevil, really. <laughs> Especially in this, I, I, these metric days. I'm, I'm wondering how far they'll push the TV series. I imagine they'll want it to be inclusive, so it'll go like it'll be like Arrow. But Daredevil really could push being a 15. Like I think hmm. it would do well to Quite be a great one, isn't it? I honestly like. I think I've, I've said this on the Super Show a few times, but it's perfect for. I think there's an affinity between comics and TV anyway because yep. it's serial based. Mm, yeah. But also something really good about Daredevil, because he is a lawyer, there's so many legal shows on TV. So you could have the episode, each episode kind of 
first 20 minutes is a court case it fails and then he takes vengeance on the people is that pretty much what it is yeah that's pretty much the setup so he punishes people who don't get punished when the courts fail right and he's trying to it's a similar sort of Batman thing but on a smaller scale he's trying to redeem his neighbourhood of Hell's Kitchen right and um, yeah so I'm excited about that I I don't really know Charlie Cox well enough to really give an opinion on whether he'd be a good daredevil or not but is Gordon Ramsay in it Gordon Ramsay, yes, he is, Alex. Okay. He's the big bad. Hell's Kitchen. Hell's Kitchen, I'm glad we're spelling out the jokes this <laughs> week. There you go, just, just helping, helping our, our listeners. So, delays. Yes. Everything. Everything is delayed. As I said earlier, 2015 is... is the new 2014. It is indeed. Yeah. So, we have three delays. Games are either coming today. out this October or next year yeah, that's the only two times for games coming out pretty much the only options yep. you're given so the first delay we have is um, The Evil Within which is now coming to North America on October the 21st Australia on October the 23rd and Europe on October 24th that was meant to be out in August right? right at the end mm. of August yeah. yeah I was looking forward to that at the end of August because I felt like it it's could do well for period, just, isn't yeah, it? just getting ahead of the crowd Or yeah it's going into it's got no chance I think coming out then nope I and, um, think it depends on... Like, I, I, I so it's apparently to further balance and refine the game in order to deliver the polished, terrifying, pure survival horror experience set out to create. Have, have developers ever said, and Alex, in your like, long experience with the games yep. industry, have ever come out and said, like, we're delaying the game because it's shit <laughs> and we're going to try and make it less shit? <laughs> it would be nice to have that honesty. Yeah, yeah. But the thing is, I played it a few weeks ago, and it's not like I imagine like it's the, got the a code that I played. It was a little bit. Views. It's got quite it, mixed. Mm. It was. I don't. I think people have been overly yeah, harsh on yeah, it. Like, yeah, they really are. Like they're saying it's not scary. Well, I think a horror game can do be more than scary. Yeah. I think a scary game should be scary, yeah. but a horror game can be more than mm. just sc- out and yeah. out scary. And then people saying it's torture porn. I don't get that at all from what I've played. Really? I think the marketing, like the box art, looks like the saw posters. Yeah, that's fair enough. And yeah. there's some traps, but and the initial there's nothing trailer. you taking kind of sadistic or fetishistic pleasure yeah. from watching someone get tortured, which yeah. is torture porn. Yeah, uh, this is lo- just a lot of grisly things in the game. Game. Yeah. Um, but the code I played was a little bit rough. Like there's a lot of clipping and stuff right. like that. But okay, yeah, so, so it could be for polishing. Like, I, I'm, yeah. well, I'm sure it is. And it, you know, maybe uh, again, these numbers are purely plucked from the air. I, I haven't played it, so I couldn't yeah. say. It felt, but like it might change from being a seven to a seven point yeah. five. And it, more than anything, it felt like while it looks like a modern game, yeah. like very, pre- I thought it was quite pretty actually. It play, plays like an old game. Yeah, you know, mm. it's not bringing any new mechanics to the table. Yeah. but that isn't inherently a bad thing. Innovation in itself isn't yeah. worthy of commendation. If it's a crap game, still, yeah. you can but, be really innovative. But there will be still so fall much apart. other stuff coming out at that time. That is the big issue. A lot of new things coming out in that window as well. Yeah, like Alien, Shadows of Mordor, like first-time yep. games. Yep. Mm. Yeah, alongside obviously more Assassin's Creed, more Battlefield, more or well, more of everything, and more importantly. Far Cry 4. The dream. It's the only game I'm looking forward to at the end of this year. But what else? That's not true. The other delays. Mm. So we have The Order 1886, which was meant to be this year. The PS4 exclusive. It's now been pushed to early 2015. So it's now called The Order 1887. It is indeed. I guess that was a bit more predictable. Like We have seen very little so very games coming out so now this I've year. Seen like, that. Um, so I, so I saw that and Colin Moriarty saw that. And Colin wrote a piece basically saying he was worried because um, there were lots of technical issues. Mm-hmm. Um I agree because I saw we saw the same demo but in different places at different times. I I agree with it's that like sliding doors or something. Pretty much right. <laughs> um, so it's 
it looks like it has so much potential and yep. you know it's a new ip they're setting up a lot of a new mythology it's based off you know king arthur and stuff like that and the knights around table and how it's all kind of modernized and so it, this could be a big big franchise and i think it makes perfect sense that they take their time to polish it because the pro- the promise is there the potential's there but it did look clunky and certain things like even the the main developer yeah. was having issues with the controls at times. Oh, and that's, that's not a good sign. That's that's, ne- that's no. not great. And oh, it was it was fine when I was playing it in the studio. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and you're what? having stalls, and it was just like you know what, pathetic. This, this isn't great. So, so yes, they um some extra time to deliver on the promise we made when we first introduced the game. So that's a biggie for a first party PlayStation game to shift out of this year. It is, but fresh off the press, which is at least Drive Club's coming. There, well, yeah. there you go. Um, Quantum Break, what the Xbox think? One exclusive, that's also been delayed. So um, that's been delayed not until early 2015, until 2015. We're not seeing it at E3. We will be seeing it at some stage at uh, Gamescom. Well, we've seen even less on that. Yes. Like- so there's a new gameplay trailer, which is out this morning. Um, and it's all right. It, it supposedly, they've given some more details. So the game you'll play as this hero who's trying to stop a fracture in time that could bring about the end of the world yep. and then the TV show tying is going to follow the villains which is called they're called Monarch the Monarch Corporation right. and they so the TV show will do that and show all their power plays and all their dastardly dealings so presumably do. does that mean that the TV show has been put on hold well so this is what I'm wondering we'll I'm wondering if it's holding it I'm wondering yeah. if it's the other way around yeah so the, the TV show because obviously you know most TV shows debut in April or what have you mm. or, they missed their window or this fall well on fall. fall and so maybe it was just just going to miss fall and so they were like well then we have to push it back to to next april mm-hmm. but we don't have we don't have a window we just have 2015 so there we go it's the week of leaks and delays but to be honest that seems like every single week recently pretty much but i don't know what we're going to see at e3 we've seen everything haven't we talk about this week hasn't it yeah uh, a lot of it has this, i mean I this bet there's the some surprises halo battlefield hello hello well, Halo, we already know we about. Know. Exactly, but that's yeah, the point. Oh, okay, that's sorry, I see. Yeah, right, right, yeah. right, right, right. Project Beast, that's been leaked. Yeah. Yep. If that's confirmed. Pretty much, right. Yeah. Well, surely Mortal there's going to be... more Combat yesterday. Yeah. There'll be a new, I would have thought, Ubisoft game. Because they've done that uh, every single year yeah. with Watch Dogs, with The Division. There'll be a new well, thing. There'll be a, there'll be some gameplay footage of a game that'll never look like yeah. that. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh. Oh, oh, so wait, well, Nintendo, ah. Nintendo's still doing Zelda, Zelda. Come on, Zelda, Zelda, come on. Yeah, but again, we know it's... What are they going to announce that's new? <laughs> well, no, Miyamoto's been working on this new thing, right? Miyamoto. Hello, Miyamoto. Or is it your, your Moto? It's mine. <laughs> um, so basically, he's been working on this new franchise, right? I remember, some, I remember reading that. Maybe I wrote it. Maybe I made it up. I don't know. Maybe Should I just... we stick with the news that we know is definitely <laughs> okay, happening? Okay, sure. Yeah. <laughs> break, uh... the, break the mould. <laughs> anyway, do you want to know some other bad news? Yeah. Go on then. Go so on. Edgar Wright, after working on it for about eight years, has walked away from directing Ant-Man. He hasn't well, really been working on it for eight years, I think he? he's been working on and off it for about oh eight gosh. years, developing it in various forms. Wow. With Joe Cornish. Yeah. So it was announced at the back end of last week after we finished recording the podcast that um, Edgar Wright had left and he'd um, just walked away from the project, which, by the way, is, is due to come out next year. Mm. Yeah. Good luck. Um, so him and Joe Cornish have like done several treatments of the script. Yeah. The story that has merged since, it goes something like this. Like, this has come from various sources. Um, 
they delivered the script. Marvel came back with notes saying, we want you to take another draft of it because we want to work in these characters. We want to hit these kind of notes of morality yep. around the character. We have this, this is what the character is about. They went, okay, let's take another shot. They did it. They submitted it. Then Marvel had two other writers take another pass at the script. It came back to Edgar Wright and it was basically unrecognisable. Like all right. the kind of distinctive edges that yep. make it an Edgar Wright, Joe Cornish project yep. had been kind of shaved off. And he just went, well... I don't want to make this movie anymore. It's fair I enough. It's away. Mm. Um, since then, there's been various stories whether other Marvel directors are coming out in support of Edgar Wright. Um, Joss Whedon tweeted, um, Instagrammed a picture of himself holding, holding a cornetta, which many people have interpreted to be a symbol of kind of allegiance with or Edgar. he was just on holiday. Or peckish. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, James Gunn, the director of Guardians of the Galaxy, wrote something on Facebook saying, hey, this, this stuff kind of happens, you yeah, know. Yeah. This happens all the time with movie making. People have different visions, and then sometimes it's more agreeable just to walk away than you make out? something you don't want to make. I was going to say, better to do that and keep his credibility intact rather than make a film that he hasn't got the heart to do and mm. no you know, going through the whole them. like marketing thing so yeah. doing junkets around the world for a film that you don't really believe in yeah like, so we got a bit of feedback that? from a guy called Fontaine he says I was disappointed to learn about Edgar Wright and Marvel parting ways um is this basically what he's saying is this because Disney and Marvel weren't willing to take a risk on Wright's directing style then it might be Marvel Studios' first significant mistake. Um, a Marvel Studios film directed by Wright is something fans wanted to see and hope that Disney Marvel don't become like WWE where fans are frequently let down by those at the top. I don't really know about WWE. Me neither. What it by that. But still, is this a significant mistake? I guess that's just hypothetical because we'll never be able to see a Wright's yeah. yeah. Ant-Man movie. And also, you have to think investors, we might be perceiving them as really meddlesome. Like... Edgar Wright, as much as we might like Edgar Wright yeah. and like some of the films he's made, he's not like box office dynamite. No, I was just about to say. Like Scott Pilgrim yeah. wasn't a huge hit. Yeah. It's not like investors will have a tremendous faith and go, yeah, Wright is that guy. Yeah. But it's, um, but the then right again, yeah. I, I would say Ant-Man right is probably not the world's biggest. Is Paul Rudd cast in that? Yes, yeah, so yeah. Paul Rudd yeah, yeah, yeah. is signed on, so is Michael Douglas. Yeah. To play different versions, they are of big Ant-Man. names. Yeah, and so I wonder, yeah. like, and, and, they and they won't be able to walk away like. He can. Yeah. Edgar Wright, they'll be more tightly contracted. Mm, yeah. And also they might still want to do because it's still a big film to be in. I just, you know, I think a lot of people, it was kind of like it played to the Comic-Con crowd. Yes, yeah, yeah. So yeah, when you yeah. announced Joss Whedon directing The Avengers and the people yeah. lost their minds, yeah. people just could see that being a really good fit, bringing yeah. his kind of humour to a character that is kind of inherently humorous. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but it'd be interesting to see who they get to replace him. Yeah. Whether Ant-Man still goes ahead on the schedule it's on or whether it, it, has gets, to be delayed, it, surely. it gets postponed but then again like other films have lost directors and still kept to the same yeah. timeline but yeah, so I don't know we'll see indeed we shall who would you like to see directing it I know I've put you on the spot there god, god you really have sorry uh, I just a TV director yeah. there's, I think there's loads of, I don't think you need a name no, no I think neither. The, With, the there's enough involved names involved in the project Marvel is the name yeah and you know people are getting really like angry like oh like Edgar Wright you know I think it's because people have had it in their mind that he was directing it mm. for so long it's hard for people to then let go but it feels like it's been his baby is the thing it like, has he's but nurtured then, it. but then and then but people you know you've got to see that Obviously, it's very easy to paint Marvel and Disney mm. in the really bad light. And of course, they are right. the big corporations. But they own the character, and they've got a long-term vision for what they want to do with these characters. And they have yep. to look at the bigger picture rather than, will they go right make a one-off, really funny, interesting, unique Derails film? Their plans. Yeah. Like, yeah. that he basically 
Marvel is bigger than one director. Yeah. I think you can say one, one direction. direction. Yeah. They're bigger than one direction. No one's we know bigger that's than not one true. direction. Yeah. Um, I think Spectre, so there's loads of like really good t- like directors working in TV like on Game of Thrones. Yeah. You could pluck someone from there yeah. and do a great yeah. job. That's what they did with Winter Soldier. They took the guys who did Community and they did a fantastic job. Yeah. You know, their only other film to date was You, Me that. and Dupree, which is terrible. Yeah, it's a bad film. But Winter Soldier is great. So I don't think you need a big name as yeah. such. Yeah. All right, that's it for this week's news. Let's move on to Talking Point. Now, last week on IGN, we ran through the top games of the last generation. So PlayStation 3, Xbox 360, and of course, the Wii. Now, it was a joint effort. It wasn't my decision. It wasn't your decision. It wasn't your decision. But we did contribute to it. So it's kind of like the IGN hive mind. And the number one was, of course, Super Mario Galaxy. Would that have been your number one? So I'm not a massive Mario fan. Um, or I, I used to be, but I kind of went off it. I don't know. Galaxy, I think, is brilliant. It rejuvenated the franchise. Mm. Um, it was very, very unique. I played it. I didn't like it that much because I didn't really get on with um, the Mario. Wii controller. <laughs> don't like Mario. <laughs> I don't, no, yeah. Italians. Can't stand them. Um, so, basically, I didn't really get on with the Wii controller. And it, it was towards the end of my love affair with the Wii, and I just kind of lost... I just couldn't be bothered. Well, your, your love affair with the Wii was quite short then. It was quite Because Mario Galaxy came out quite early. I, I, I didn't get it till a bit later though. Okay. Um, I, I kind of played Twilight Princess, um, Zelda, and didn't enjoy the control scheme there. And then I played that and I was just like, no, screw this, too much for me. And I went back to, so for me it wasn't really. But I think I can see what it did for the franchise and I think it is a fantastic game. It just wouldn't be my... So what one. would your choice be? Ooh. Um... Think about it for a minute. I will think about it. So, Galaxy. Yeah, what do you think of Galaxy? I think it's a worthy winner, obviously. I think it takes a little bit of heat when we've put that out on Facebook and Twitter that it's, like, the number one. People yeah. are like, mm. it's, it, for me, it seems like a lot of people haven't even played it. Yeah. And I think, you know, not to, like, wave the Nintendo flag, but yeah. the thing everyone always says about Nintendo, like we've got Mario Kart in the office. Yeah. And, then this is, and people go, oh, another Mario Kart? Yeah. Same Brilliant. old thing. It's yeah. like there's been a handful of Mario Kart games in 20 years. Yeah. There's, like, a Call of Duty yeah, yeah. every year year yeah, as yeah. FIFA every year and the thing about Mario and Nintendo is they always say ah oh, they don't do anything new and Miyamoto said like we could come up with new characters every year if yeah. you wanted yeah but it's about coming up with new gameplay concepts yeah. and even if it's the same character it's the gameplay concept that mm. is is the thing and that's what Galaxy did yeah it, they did it back on 64 with yeah. a 3D platformer and for the next generation they did something equally innovative they didn't for sunshine unfortunately they did. sunshine I'm, I'm, was... I'm leaping over that <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm not acknowledging that yeah. no, sunshine and, and that's that thing we talk about innovation in yeah. itself isn't like necessarily wor- worthy yeah. but when you match it with an overall gameplay design and then they add it they, they, then they can like just the cherry on top is you can make it Mario yeah and give it all the elements of his world. Yeah. And it is fantastic. It is, I actually it, prefer it is an too, amazing game. Like, right, okay. But, but that's, it's, see, that's the, there was a lot of discussion around that, around kind of like Borderlands 2 versus Borderlands 1. And it's a refinement yeah. of, you know, what the, the, the template that the original did. Uh, and so it's, it's kind of hard to sort yeah. of, you know, which one would you include? Because like, Dark Souls or Demon's Souls. wrapping your head around Mario 64 for the first time, being yeah. on like triple jump and long jump and backflip yeah. and yeah. then doing all that, but in like on these little like kind of planetoids yeah, yeah, yeah. and using yeah. gravity in novel ways. Yeah. And the, it's like um, 3D World on the Wii U now. Right. It's just like throw all these ideas into a game yeah. and for it still to have a shape. Yeah. 
and a consistency. I think that's what still marks Nintendo out as something special, even they're having all these problems. That are yeah, there. yeah. So, yeah, I, I agree. Like, I really enjoyed Mario Galaxy, but I didn't finish it, and I've, I felt like me as a gamer, I've kind of grown out of that. Yeah. style of game yeah. I'm not as good as I used yeah. to be quite frankly yeah. like the cookie cutter levels were an absolute pain in the ass, <laughs> um, and I just didn't have the patience or the time to kind of invest into it to kind of get all the way through and I've said it many many times on this podcast I like the idea of going from start to finish in a game eight hours Bosh, I done. also think it's a really interesting one to have at the top of the list because I think Mario is just pure gameplay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas in this list and this generation of consoles where they've become more sophisticated, they've supported more interesting kind of storytelling experiences yep. Yep. or artistic experiences. So like looking at the list, The Last of Us, yep. very strong narrative, Redemption the same, um, Journey, more of a kind of arty experience yep. and aesthetic mm. experience. But top of the pile is still gameplay. Yeah. Well, yeah. I was a big um, advocate uh, of Wii Sports because it's the first game that everybody in my household, including my mum, and you know everybody could play and be on a level playing field. Yeah. Mm. Like, no other game has done that or hadn't done that up until that point. And yeah, I know it's only got a handful of events and this, that, and the other, but it was the game that demonstrated better than anything else why you should buy a Wii, and it came free with it. Yeah. Mm. Um, and but you're, you're right in terms of the judging criteria, it's been far more complex for this generation than I think any previous generation. God, yeah, I think the diversity of experience, through, which halos do we include, which ones yeah. don't we include? But this, this is quite a diverse range of experiences mm. and genres. Like I don't think you know one particular genre hasn't dominated above any others. No. Um, even though sales, like obviously F- FPS, dominates. Yeah. Uh, across the board. What I noticed, um, because obviously we're also asking people to vote for their favourite ones, mm. um, and I was looking through as a JRPG fan, I was trying to see if we have any JRPGs on there. And they're not really. This had, last generation was the generation of the Western RPG. Yeah. You know, we had Mass Effect, we had Skyrim, which yeah. was a cultural phenomenon and all of that. Fallout, JRPGs, Fallout, three. Fallout, Fallout yeah. Uh, yeah, Fallout, um, I don't know, I'd argue to a degree, elements of Far Cry with Dragon Age. Mass you know, Effect. They're all... They're all Western RPGs. The JRPG just completely vanished. And the one, so for me, I think probably the game of a generation, I, I mean, if I'm being honest, probably um, The Last of Us had the biggest impact story-wise. Mm. Skyrim, I thought, was, as I say, a phenomenon. Like, it just completely blew everything else out of the water and it really moved the franchise forward. Um, but Nino Kuni, I thought, was right. really, really... Did you play Xenoblade? I didn't, because again, we really, really good. Right, okay. Uh, we rather. But yeah. um, X, which is the follow-up they're working on, Monolith... Um, mm. That, actually, more than anything else, is one that makes me think, you know what, maybe I do want a Wii U, yeah. from what we've seen of that, and I'm hoping we'll see more at E3. So yeah. sh- do you want me just to go through the top ten? Yeah, go through. For people yeah. might not have seen the list yeah. on the site, yes. but obviously go check it out. Cut down and, from and, and let us know yours. And if you disagree... From there's ten to one. A, yeah, if you disagree, there's also a way that you can put together your own top ten list and yep. share that. Check it out. And I put two human in mind, so you better go and vote to balance really? out that madness. In your I, top ten? Look, so I like MMOs, and I like the grindiness of them, and I think that was the precursor to it. Wow. Because I love the grind and the loot hunt. I've heard you like the grind. Hey, I'm a broken man. Err. Hey. Number 10. And number 10 is Shadow Call of Duty 4 Modern Warfare. That is a great game. That is a great game. Will you see that? We're just going to do that for the next entries. That was a great game. That was probably Probably put that in my top five, actually. Really? Because I love FPSs. And that to me was. And um, I remember seeing that. It was my first E3 working for IGN, and it was at E3 when it was a small E3 at Santa Monica. Mm. And I was just like, oh, it's Call of Duty. And then I played it, and it was just like, 
that is amazing. It was the the level where um, in your Iraq. Uh, no, uh, you have to crawl. Gillies. Yes. Gillies in the mist. Yes. It's not called that though, is it? It's not. Why is it called? Oh, we've we've done so we, many things at that yeah. level in the last yeah. few years. I can't remember what it's called. Oh, all gillied up. Yeah, we always think it's called Gillies in the Mist, mist but it's not because there's no mist no. or something. But, <laughs> but yeah, I remember the bit where, like, obviously you have to hit the deck, and then they're all walking past you in, and it was in like, Ukraine. This yep. is insane. Yeah. Um, and then obviously it's kind of been carbon copied to death, but that's definitely up there for me. Cool. Um, number nine, Journey. That is a great game. That is a great, <laughs> game. A great game. Stay with us on IGN. My, my, my memory of that great games. is interviewing at BAFTA, one of the creators, after they won all those awards. Yeah. And she cried. She got really she got really oh. emotional. She was like, it's just... What did you say to her? Um, I said she <laughs> okay. should have bought a better dress. No, I didn't really. I Amazing. said, well done. She, she, wore just big she got really, It was really, really sweet. And she, they were like, it clearly meant a lot to them. And it was passionate. Huh? She's wearing a big scarf. Yes. They got like longer with every award she got. She didn't say anything. She just wandered off into the distance. Lovely person. Yeah. yeah. Not, really great <laughs> not, not great interview. Not great interview. Mute, but, uh, but fun. Yeah. Number eight. In at number eight. <laughs> Another great game. GTA 5. See, that's low down. See, now I wouldn't put it in my top ten. Well, you put top two human <laughs> in there. That's all. You don't have this a say is, in this matter. This is true. But also, well, I'm sure we'll come to it when we talk about it out this week, but playing Watch Dogs now, not quite enjoying it as much as I thought I would, and I think that's because I overindulged on Grand Theft Auto, and I'm kind of bored of that open world thing. So GTA is one of those games where if you are, it, it comes into that, and it, nothing else has come close to it in terms no. of creating a world. Nothing, not even 50% of what GTA 5 does, I don't think. That world is amazing. Yeah. The game is good, but the world is amazing. But you look at, um, I mean, Dan Stapleton, who reviewed it for us, made an interesting point. He's like, no, you, you didn't. know, McDonald reviewed it. No, no, no. Um, Watch Dogs. Sorry. Oh, okay. Um, right, sorry. Dan Stapleton, who reviewed Watch Dogs, made an interesting point. You know, Watch Dogs is clearly Ubisoft's attempt to launch some sort of, you know, GTA alike, like the crew is a deep speed alike or what have you. And um, he's saying, you know, Ubisoft have a history of iterating very, very quickly upon games. Mm. So by the time we actually see Grand Theft Auto Six whatever number watchdogs were on there's sure. no telling you know maybe it may be a very even playing field because the original assassin's creed wasn't particularly well received no two uh, was and the also one, the, the two one, was right? the one that where they but you know again they've had huge pre-orders for watchdogs it's broke all ubisoft uh, records i saw and it's gonna uh, and what i imagine will happen is obviously watchdogs one is there the second one will probably dip a bit, even mm-hmm. though it will probably get better critical reviews, and it will take time to build up again. I think. Yeah, we'll have it every single year. <sighs> That'd be fun. Yeah. Something to look forward to. Next one? <laughs> next, next one. Um, shall I just run through them really quick, or do you want to go off for each one and say they're a great game? Go on then. Okay, Red Dead Redemption. Great game. Missed it. Didn't play it. Red Dead Redemption. I know, I know. Like, I think that would be in my top three, actually. I think it's just... Incredible. I don't even like westerns. Yeah. Like the thing is, is it is a it's a rock star game because yeah. it's also about the world. Yeah. And even though it is like barren mm. and sparsely populated, yeah. I think it's one of the richest they've ever created. Yeah. It's not like loads of buildings and like signs, yeah. but you can just go wandering off into the woods or like right across a border and end up and find some weird stuff happening in the yeah. middle of the desert. Something's gone well, wrong. I think it's a ghost town. Yeah, the influence of Red Dead on GTA Five really, really kind of brought that world in to the, life. In like when you're in the sticks, yeah. And yeah. also, great, great story. Yeah. Like really, 
interesting narrative about a man trying to like connect with his family after not being after being absent for a long period of time Mm -hmm. and has a really really moving ending as well anyway moving on great game Uh, great game minecraft I don't play Minecraft. Don't play Minecraft. I don't. I'm I mean, it's a phenomenon, yeah. right? And its sales figures are through the roof. So yeah. there's got to be something there. Um, well, of course there's something there. <laughs> well, <laughs> such insight. Well, Greg, such insight. <laughs> that was um, games industry pundit Luke Marley. Wow. There's, um, there's definitely something there. I'm being, <laughs> really? I'm being facetious. Right. Okay, I am. I'm just making that perfectly wow. clear. Fallout Three, brilliant game. Played it a bit. It's not my kind of game. Very grey, like. <laughs> Not a lot of colour, the grey and browns. It's a grey game. It's a grey <laughs> game. There we go. Uh, number four, Skyrim. I loved it. Definitely not my kind of game. Really loved <laughs> it. I spent the first hour walking up a hill only to have, be told, well, why don't you do a job and sharpen your sword? It's like, what? First row dark and all that. And all that. Insight. Number three, <laughs> The Last of Us. I loved that, actually. It, it was a me, great game. It I, I like the story more than the gameplay. Looking back on it more objectively and trying to play through it again, I actually, and I mean, I like Left Behind as well, but playing through it again, it's good gameplay. It is very, very good gameplay. But it's, you know what? It's the story that pull, pulled it through I'm for me. I'm just getting a bit bored of... Um, I want something more than just hiding behind stuff and then killing people yeah. and moving on. Yeah, that's but, kind of but at, at the same dogs. time, it was really tense. God, I remember I'm like sorry, when you'd walk a, into a new I was room. making more of a bigger point about, I think, because of Watch Dogs I've been playing yeah. that. But and, yeah. And it's like, I remember sort of going back and playing Left Behind and that feeling of walking to a new room, hearing the clickers. And it was genuine fear. It's like, mm. oh my God. Um, and not many games ones, of... Right? Yeah, I can't remember what they were called. But, Bloaters or And what? the thing is, when I started playing that game, I thought, I've got to take everything out. And I, that's what I was doing, yeah. you know, laboriously trying to shoot things, be smart in how I took them out. And then I realised that actually often it's easier just to kind of sneak past or run yeah, past. And there's loads of stuff like... Like the crafting as well. I would, it took me ages to figure out that really I should be crafting this yeah, stuff lot, yeah. or throwing the bricks and this, that and the other. I'd, so you, I, I like the performances as well. Yeah, and like yeah. you yeah. really did connect with those characters yeah. in yeah. a big, big way. You had a huge investment. Like I'm playing Watch Dogs at the moment. And when there's a cut sequence, I'm just like, I'm looking at my phone. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> no, I'm... Irony. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, sorry, Aiden. Yeah. Got, got a text. Yeah. Um, just took into it. Um, right, number two, Portal 2. Another great game. Also, like, pure game. Yeah. Mm. Like, something that no other medium could do. Yeah. Portal. Yeah. Like, completely game-specific. Yeah. Funny as well. Like, hilariously funny. Like, yeah, yeah, when yeah. GLaDOS is just, like, taking the mick out of you. Yeah. And how unfashionable you are. Yeah. Or when she gets put into the little um, battery run on a potato. The potato, yeah. It's like it really, really idiosyncratic game. Yeah. Um, of and course. Then, and that takes us back to Mario Galaxy. So, which we talked about. So let's round this off. What would your number one be? Luke, you've had time to think now. My number one, actually, I reckon, for all it did, probably Skyrim. Right. I reckon. Um, and then just beating The Last of Us into number two and Nino Cooney into number three. Yeah. But um, yeah, no, Skyrim, because it was just, it was massive. And it's, it's one of those games, like like GTA was for a lot of people, you know, it's kind of, it gives you the tool set to create your own adventure. Yeah. And I believe that that's what Skyrim did for me. And I just thought it was, it pushed the boundaries. Mm. Um, Morrowind was one of, which was the third Elder Scrolls game, was one of the first games that really just made me fall in love with the medium more than anything else before it. And I just thought... Um, yeah, in the absence of a decent Final Fantasy last generation, I will go for Skyrim because it go. really pushed the gen- the thing. Creeper. Um, I just quickly went through the rest of the list to see what else was there. Uh, I'm not going to say Dark Souls because I'm a Johnny Come Lately. Yep. I know you have a go at me. I would. Do, I would never do such a thing. <laughs> but having played that, that is incredible. Like it's yeah. like what I want Zelda to be now. It's like a really 
like dark Zelda. Mm, yeah. It is incredible. Yeah. And I know you'd love it, but I know you would never play it. I, I but just, you would ab- I wouldn't I have the you time. Would absolutely yeah, I'm love sure it. I would, but um, I don't have the, I don't know the patience. I, I think oh, it's, it's so difficult. Um I think I'm gonna go I'm gonna go probably Red Dead Redemption, I think. That's the game that you always reference. I think you always talk it was about just, it. Makes sense, right? Yeah, it's like I, I played it a lot just before I got my job at IGN as yeah. well, and it does change I just the way you look at every day, games, yeah. like for hours on end, and I just yeah. See, I think if it, it I if it had come out at a different time, I would have played it as much as you did, and I would have enjoyed it as much as you. But unfortunately, it came out exactly the same time as my daughter, and I had to spend more time looking after her than I did playing the game. <laughs> Alex, Priorities, Alex, Alex, unbelievable, Alex, isn't Alex. it? Yeah. What about you, Al? What's yours? Well, so it's probably not the best game on the list, but the game I probably enjoyed the most is Far Cry 3. I really, really loved that game. <laughs> like, probably more than All I Christmas, should Christmas, what, 2012? Yeah, yeah. because I'd, just yeah. Start, I'd been here about and a year. I, and I just like things similar to GTA. I just like spending time in the world and hunting things and mm. thinking of ways to kind of uh, take over the little outposts and, you know, just experimenting and pissing Bunch around. Bunch of shark. Yeah. Um, so GTA is definitely up there for the, for the same reasons. I, I really, really five, enjoy yeah. it. Yeah, five. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then Last of Us. So th- those are my top three. I probably, I probably did enjoy Far Cry Three the most, which is kind of a bit out there. But there you go. Oh, there Far you Cry go. Four. Far Cry Four. Come on. Okay, so you can let us know your games of the generation yes. over on the site. You can find that link everywhere, really. Yeah. Or you can drop us an email at ign underscore uk feedback at ign but please vote because we've spent ages building the nice little thing on. We have. You should <laughs> yeah. vote. Basically, yeah, yeah, or email it. Don't email it and ask us to put it in for you. What? All right, Luke will do that. Yeah, you've just nominated yourself. Data to do entry. That. <laughs> My yeah. backup career. Right. right uh, so let's uh, move on to reader feedback. And Luke, you've got the first piece. I do. It's a very, very long piece, so I'm going to pracy it on the fly. Okay. Oh, this um, is going to go well. This is so exactly. It's, it's by Dylan Wynn, and he is referring to the decision to released the Xbox One without Kinect. Mm-hmm. Um, and he says it seems like a knee-jerk response to an initially bad launch for the Xbox One. Uh, he talks about all of this kind of, you know, how cookies are put on your computers and things to gather all the information. So he says he likes cycling yeah. and um, he was using dating sites about six years ago. And so now he's constantly targeted by ads saying like, hey, are you looking for a single cyclist in your area? And he's like, no. I am. Are you? Oh, no. Well, there you go. <laughs> Dylan, get in touch again. Everyone's looking for a single cyclist, right? Who who isn't? Um, And so he's just saying they were so adamant about the whole always online and the whole better with Connect thing. You know, so was that a lie or have their views changed? Um, And is it just highlighting the bad choices? Um, And he's saying, yeah, he he liked 360 um, and he owns a Wii, Wii U, PS3 and 3DS. Do you know what I think? What? I think you should have read through that before you start reading him because well, you're trying to read it on the fly. Yeah. Do you want me to fill a bit of uh, uh, airtime while uh, you... No, just as stupidly ignored the wider gaming world and as a result, I feel the brand has been damaged, maybe even permanently, especially with the fact that it... Xbox or X, Connect? The Xbox brand. No, I, I completely especially agree. Especially with the fact that it... And it's still true, it still doesn't operate to its full potential outside the US. Because they... Um, it felt to me like Microsoft just kind of kept on pushing it and pushing it. Mm when nobody really had any desire to use it. And the whole better co- with Connect. Give me one example where a game is better with Connect. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My it, big, it's, there's a really... Sorry, though. No, I was just, just going to say my big sadness is about um, Rare because, you know, I was writing a piece about them the other day and they did so much good mm. stuff when they were Nintendo, mm. so much. Yeah. And you know, even Perfect Dark Zero, which was 
gash. They could have iterated on Perfect that. Dark Zero was really bad. It was, well, yeah, it was oh gash. Oh, my gosh. But, like, they could... And it's been, how did they get it so right and then so wrong? But, you but know... Even, like, Viva... I would put Viva Pinata. Pinata in my, I did put Viva Pinata in my top ten games generation. Viva but, um, Yeah, you know, they just got it... I feel sad because they were pushed aside. And don't feel sad. It, I do feel sad for them because they did some sad. really, really good games. And um, it's all gone a bit. It has. On. He also mentioned visionaries, Cooper. Everyone's mentioning visionaries. What have you started? So what, what were you going to say? You were going to say something before I. I was going to say the the connect. Well, I'll read my bit of feedback. It's on a similar note. Duck Hunt. That's from Harry Mudge. It's on your thing as well. um, he's on about um, Microsoft now not like leaving Connect out of the box. He says, yeah. "But have you ever noticed that whenever a game or app needs to be updated, you can't actually use Connect to begin the update? I personally don't mind using my voice or gesture to quickly navigate for OD or Netflix, but I noticed that an update was required, and to my dismay, I had to go searching for my controller just to press A. So mm. They didn't even fully integrate That's it. That's a bit silly. But the it? thing is, I think there's a very fine line between like being a big company." And having a vision. So I thought you were going to say something. There's a very fine line between being a big company <laughs> yeah. and having a vision and like going, this is the future, and yeah. really holding out there. And then eventually you'll be seen to be kind of a visionary. Yeah. To use that word again. Hey. Yeah. And then it just not falling yeah. apart. Yeah. You know, obviously, that mu- that have been, a great track record of doing stuff like that. That must have been such a hard decision. Like, yeah. it's, it's I don't think it's one they arrived at lightly. Submitting defeat. Essentially. Especially because the install base, the original Connect sold so well because originally it was a gimmick, you know, there was Mm. loads of potential. People have all this back knowledge now about it. So I don't think the improved Connect is actually ever going to hit the install base of the original. No. You know, and so that's well, something but, that de- developers need to but will again, take that in mind. Surely would have been a lesson that Microsoft would have learned. It would have been like, okay, loads of people bought it on the promise that it's going to deliver something new and amazing. You need the product first, I think. And then said. there was no games for it by the end of 360. Yeah. So it's just a bit like, right, we've invested this much money in it. What yeah. are we going to do? Well, even, what will it, it, you know, it, we might look back, and even though it is inherently unreliable and not quite where it needs to be but i'm sure in 10 years time voice recognition and voice mm. commands will actually be quite commonplace yep. um aspects of everyday life like touch screens are today yeah like, touch screens yeah. used to be absolutely terrible touch screens yeah. still are like train stations on stuff like yeah. really bad like non well, like most of the time if you use your finger now that works yeah if you yeah. use your finger it doesn't but and the, the, but this is the weird thing so i don't know if that's built on a false premise and this is just me personally when i you know, I sometimes I use my games console to play music in the background or, you know, watch a film or anything. And I'll be having, when I have friends around, and I'll be talking to friends and I'll be navigating with my controller and I'll still be having that conversation. Mm. The problem with voice commands is you have to just stop. You can't, you have to be like, oh, hang on a second. Xbox, play song. Xbox, do this. I'm back in the room. Mm. And it, it, it disrupts the natural flow of a conversation. Mm. And so I find that yeah. very jarring. It, and mm. that's why I don't like those commands. Mm. That's why I don't use... Siri is actually, you know, incredibly intelligent. It works a lot swifter than typing in, like, you know, with my fat fingers I, while I'm walking. I've never used Siri. Exactly. Ever. Because it's... And especially when I'm walking with someone, it would be so much quicker for me to just say, oh, Siri, search something. But I don't because it'll interrupt the conversation. And I'd rather fumble around with the buttons. Yeah. Uh. You know, I, I really do think that this whole voice command thing is built on a false premise because it's too intrusive but that's just my two pennies there you go wow there you go uh, email from Looks Jamie Hand uh, he starts off by saying Dark Ant 
Oh. Uh, Alan, says, you can't. I don't know if he says it like that. <laughs> no, Alan, you can't. Uh, hey, guys. Uh, he was an early adopter of the Xbox One and planned to buy all his games digitally until he realised how big they were. He didn't say that. <laughs> uh, however, when I checked the price for Watch Dogs, it was 60 quid, whereas you can get it in the shops for 45. Uh, I understand why Microsoft uh, don't want to undercut retailers, but how can they charge such a high price for delivery method? Method. Sorry, I've lost my <laughs> method. Which <laughs> should be cheaper. I don't know. Is the honest answer? <laughs> it doesn't make any sense for me because, you know, you haven't got distribution costs. You haven't got a box. It's the power not, of the retailer, it, Alex. You know the answer to this question. Yeah, it's the power right? of the retailer. Yeah, but, like, but why doesn't that... Think of the money you're saving on petrol from going to your else. Else. It'll be eroded over time. The power of the retail yeah. will diminish over time and then it's you'll It's already happened in films and... There's only like two music. left, isn't yeah. there? Yeah, it'll yeah. happen. It'll happen. There's only two retailers left. But think of the money you save on petrol having to drive to your nearest store now that's usually... Okay, drive? Three, well, it's three <laughs> cities away usually now. There's no HMVs near me anymore. You live in London, don't you? Yeah, but you're in the where do you go to? Well, yeah, do you drive to well, Birmingham yeah, my, to get your yeah, games my parents, or something? In, in Birkenstead, there used to be that HMV in Emelimstead, and now there isn't. Yeah. It's gone. Yeah, so um, now where am I meant to go? you used it's to send a, the man out super, to get... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. I send get the my copy of Watch Dogs. I send the butler in the helicopter, but that's not the point. <laughs> so, anyway. <laughs> I still worry about petrol money. <laughs> yeah. you, get, you get the oh, developers you, flown over. Listen, oh. when, you have to, when you have a helicopter to run, you'll understand Alex, my concerns. Alex, a fortune to fill that up. So what's the, what's the mileage oh, we got on expenses? <laughs> Moving swiftly on. Um, so Prince Kamali. It's, it's like a... Coming to America. Ridicule is nothing <laughs> to be scared doing? of. So it's like Ridicule. Anyway. <laughs> Mark Smith says, Duck Hunt. Just Duck listen hunt. to the last podcast. Have to agree with Stu. Ben and Holly is the greatest kids TV show at the moment. Unlike that bloody Peppa Pig. It's entertaining for kids as well as adults. Wow, you're so good at accents. Thank you. Also, Old Jack's Boat is a good watch, but... <laughs> That's just because I like to watch it thinking it's part of the Doctor Who universe, as almost all of the cast have been in Doctor Who. What's it called? Old Jack's Boat. <laughs> What's that? <laughs> no, Stuart's been on about that before, and I was like, is that where the bad things happen, Stu? And he got a bit upset. Um, for the love of God, change the email address. What? Working on it. Well, the email address is quite confusing. I mean, we do embed it in the story now, and we've, we've even figured out how to make we it clickable. Do. Well, he could just email El Carmali. <laughs> right, brilliant. You can do that if you want. So. <laughs> the look of fear in my eyes. Yes, you can email me on that if you want. And by the same token, work out everyone else's yeah. email address. Uh, yeah, it's not a hard business. Uh, it's a shit business. You'll see. So, yeah, Connor. Yes, Connor wrote in. Apparently, he annoys Mr. Kamali too much on Twitter. Is that Connor B, 1993? It is indeed. Yeah. I know him he DM- because he you? actually has a very good joke in his. In his Twitter bio that I that I, I congratulated him. No, I congratulated oh. him on it. Um, he's part Irish and part Indian, I believe, and so he refers to himself as a Cork, as an island dash Asian. He's a Cork Asian. I see. It's a pun, and you know how much we love puns. So yeah, no, I find that very funny. Hey Connor, haven't spoken to you in a while. I feel like a bit of a gooseberry. Some here. people say <laughs> you. I, I was um, so. Um, some people send you some weird stuff on Twitter. Yeah, no, that does happen occasionally. There you go. Uh, by this time next week, I will have abandoned the outside world and we'll be playing copious amounts of Mario Kart 8 with literally dozens of other Wii U owners online around the world. While no doubt I've heard fantastic things, I'm a little sceptical about the character roster, Pink, Gold, Peach, Baby Rosalina, and would hope that Nintendo will be adding DLC for this, but also for the inclusion of battle-specific stages. Battle! Mm. Hopefully you've all had a chance to play it. What are your thoughts on the latest iteration of the series? And do you have any nostalgia? 
nostalgic fond memories with Mario Kart franchise? Stay awesome. Uh, SNES Mario Kart. God, yeah. I remember that. I think I've played them all quite a lot with my cousin. Yeah. Um, N64 is still a standout for see, me. I really like, even though it's critically not the well most well-received, I really like Double Dash, oh. simply because you pick up two power-ups. Yeah. And it, it added a, a level of tactical kind of decision-making that the other ones don't have, because yeah. you can hold a power-up in reserve. Yeah, it probably imbalanced it slightly, but it, it, I quite like that element. Of it. I didn't like the way. So you didn't know what other power up people had in reserves. So yeah, yeah, it's yeah, like we're kind of like second guessing each other. Yeah, which was the one that with the Wii wheel that kind Wii of one. Yeah. Wii one. The Wii one. Wii. Boom. One that the Nintendo Wii. Ah, logic. Um, so I didn't like the Wii wheel. Just putting that out. <laughs> right. But glad, I like glad we got to that and, point. And, <laughs> and I'm making it very clear that I do like Mario Kart 8. I think it's a very good game and enjoyable. We're going to play makes me more in the office. We've got we've been grabbing some footage. You've of been this playing week. a lot. Well, I'm wondering he's going to be. Me and Gopar have been yeah. putting together a video of the 30 best shortcuts in the game. Mm. So we're doing a big kind of. Will it be uh, live montage. when this goes out? It will be live indeed on, on the site. Um, I think it's amazing. I like your idea the other day, though. Yeah. About DLC. What if this wasn't just Mario Kart? It was Nintendo Kart this time around. So you expand the better idea. beyond. Imagine Mario. if you had like a little a Zelda in a car. Snake. Oh yeah, Link. Sorry, uh, and you're driving around like Hyrule Course or something. Metroid. Like I'd be oh, well up for imagine that. Imagine Metroid, it, and you bring in new power-ups. Metroid had like a little car that was like a little spaceship. That is what Nintendo should do. That would be because you see how much excitement surrounds the announcement of a new Smash Brothers game. Yeah, I was going to say, it's a Smash yeah. Bros car. Yeah, yeah people basically. Crazy. But people go nuts for it. Yeah. And I reckon they would in Mario Kart. It's the highest trafficking videos on IGN or like when there's an announcement of a new Smash character. Yeah. It's yeah. crazy. Yeah. Oh, it's like that, our, our most viewed videos as well. Who else would you like in it? Oh, it's like Gallandorf in it. Gallandorf, oh, yeah. Awesome. There, there are so yeah. many like Nintendo characters. Like that to me is like... I like Shake. I, I don't see, I don't really get... Um, Smash Brothers, it's not my kind of game. I've never had it. I've had hours of fun with but, that. But Mario Kart Mar- that would yeah. do the same for me with Mario, Mario Kart. Yeah. yeah. Gosh. The Wii Fitness instructor. Too. <laughs> yeah. But instead, they're doing DLC of a Mercedes. weird Mercedes. That thing. other is terrible. It's that like ab- Bose Lighter. I find it absolutely terrifying. And loads, ball. Of, loads, of, loads of people in the in the comments are going like, oh, it's not that terrifying. I think it's pretty cool. Then you're a warped they individual because it's Mario. terrifying. Yeah, that like, Mario some weird is the Japanese adverts, though, aren't they? Like, yeah. Have you seen those weird ones where like, Western celebrities do adverts in Tentacles. Japan and they're just like that something else? for the most weird products like Jack Bauer and no, stuff like that not oh, right. yeah like you'll never see them because they only run in Japan yeah, yeah. but they get like because they pay an astronomical sure. amount of money they get them to do crazy stuff for their advertisements right. Ewan McGregor's done some weird ones that I've he's never done, seen he's done a lot of weird stuff <laughs> yeah. yeah bless him uh, this is an email from Michael uh, from Northern Ireland uh, so he's doing his AS levels uh, and he's finding it hard to concentrate. So how do we find the motivation and concentration to sit down and do a task, such as revising, whenever there are distractions such as gaming, Netflix, and the like? I'm still trying to well, that. Well, but also, unfortunately, uh, the thing that we have to do is gaming. Yeah. <laughs> it's not, yeah. We, we don't, luckily, we don't have to do revising. Well, if we don't work, we get disciplinaries and fired, right? So yeah, but I would also say, incentive. but the work is playing games yeah. and watching films, which, is, which are his distractions. I still feel that sometimes in the office. I still get a little bit of residual guilt. Yeah, you play the game. Like no, but like other people in the like, oh, you playing the game. It's work. Right, but I'm still like, <laughs> yeah. 
Like, I, I, like this is the fi- this, this is like the fiftieth time I've done this course on Mario because yeah. I can't quite get this thing to work yeah. at this time. I get yeah. I get residual guilt when I go. I'm to sure events. people are crying for me. Yeah. I feel if I'm out, I feel if I'm out of the office at an event, I feel I should be at the office. Yeah. That's because something. you normally turn up there at half ten, then start on the wine. Usually, yeah. yeah. But you know, also residual Catholic guilt. I think probably is my thing. They love if you drink wine. Just imagine it's um, they do. Speaking, if you Jason's actually are looking blood. for a gen- genuine help friend there is a site that i discovered called noisly which is n-o-i-s-l-i and um you can it's basically a soundboard of all these right. different sounds so like rain leaves mm. like wind and um, it also has soothing colors in the background that change um and it's a text pad that you can write on um and the so co- you're just sort of sat there like, zoning it's, it's really out. basically like live <laughs> the dj it's, weather. Really, it's really good because when i was revising for my exams there always used to be kids playing outside laughing and i was like shut up and be miserable like a normal child and um oh. god yeah i had a great childhood and then basically <laughs> exactly. they um shoot and those so peasants you can just you can just drown it out there you go <laughs> what are friends um so yeah let them eat cake there you go because yeah. um, <laughs> i am mary antoinette you are you're austrian there you go so hamish turner says hello from australia have you seen the australian comedy tv shows summer heights high angry boys jonah from tonga by Chris Lilly, not Chris Tilly. What? Can you slow down a bit? That's just a lot of words. Okay, the Australian show, Summer Heights High. Summer Heights High. You've seen that? No. Angry Boys? No. no. Jonah from Tonga? I know right. of these things. Summer Heights High I have seen because um, I love is it. Is it called Jonah this. from Tonga? Yeah, it's Jonah from Tonga. So he is a character in Summer Heights High. Summer Heights High, um, it's a mockumentary starring Chris Lilly and he plays three roles. One is Jonah from Tonga. Um, who's this boy who's this island boy and he says oh puck you miss puck you puck you with a P I didn't swear um, and then he's also plays Mr G who's this very camp drama teacher um, who is like <laughs> did who is you used to do acting Luke I did yeah yes. he was very camp drama teacher and, <laughs> then, he, <laughs> and then he plays uh, Jamae Jamae King who is a private school girl who's like oh, I love your bins they're so random do, do that one yeah so um, it's, it's really funny <laughs> and it's really good doing it. oh, it's I, a really I see what you did there I, um, what, I love your bins I uh, know I love your bins they're so random because she's from like a private school and she walks but what does it. that even mean and I wasn't being oh there's just bins dotted around the campus oh like, actually bins bins yeah oh, okay right yeah right. but no it's really really funny I thought it was slang or so, something so Summer Heights High I would recommend Angry Boys got a bit dark that Is was that his like, follow up like an Angry Birds rip off or something um, kind of no it was just a bit dark it was again quite it's not kind of an Angry Birds rip off at <laughs> all of. is okay it? no I'm lying it's, it's nothing to do with Angry Birds <laughs> I was just riffing on your joke but uh, no it's um it, Angry Boys I'd skip Jonah from Tonga I don't know he was my least favourite character in Summer Heights High but there was um, one called Jamae Private School Girl which was focused on Jamae and that was very very good <laughs> it's literally speaking another language Australian right? I believe I have no idea yeah, what no. you're talking so, about now. I would recommend if you haven't seen Summer Heights High it's very funny Mr G okay. is my favourite good and he, make, okay. he, he has a musical that deals with the Asian tsunami tragedy well, and that called sounds it, tasteful well he calls it Tsunamarama and it's set to the music of Banamarama and then someone overdoses on drugs a girl overdoses on drugs and he writes a musical about it and one of the songs is she's a naughty girl with a bad habit bad habit for drugs it's really good there you go <sighs> so yeah so I'd reckon alright stop it? talking <laughs> yeah stop talking oh, tired now last piece of uh, <laughs> Ryan Davies has written in he says more importantly check out the draft house on the top of Charlotte Street for some bloody delightful craft ales as well as getting a free round from Josh at the Craft Beer Co which is great try the modus operandi and if I see you there round on me too I don't work there sadly I work for a TV company nearby so this is a guy Ryan who's written in just to recommend us places to go drinking but that's good Um, there's free beers everywhere that was the first place we went to 
Draft House. When we moved yeah. to our new office. So we're, we're not very far up from also, there at all. Also, if you can get us enough as well, we can do a pub crawl for free drinks. Also, um, but you don't like beer. No, but I'll have wine. You can't go to a place like that and drink wine. <sighs> well, I would have spirits, but that's quite expensive. So it's wine. Yeah, Is but it? so, well, also the beers in these places, because Krupa and I went for oh, a quick geez. one in the uh, the uh, craft beer company yeah, on Friday. And, and Josh wasn't nice? there. We couldn't speak. I don't so, like no. beer because it tastes I like I haven't finished bread. my story, but thanks. Uh, seven pounds a pint. That's quite expensive. That is expensive. But then again, I said to Krupa, it's no different from you bowling into a pub and ordering a large white wine, which you always do. Not always. Mm. But, uh, well, sometimes look, too. Mm. Listen, when I started, I used to be all about the spirits, and I've reined it back out of consideration. Oh, that's good. So there you go. And right. bread, and as I say, beer tastes like liquid I, bread. I remember one of the first times we went to the pub when you started work, working, it, and like Chris... Happens very rarely. Got round in. <laughs> and and what do you want? Pint, pint, Luke. Oh, I can have a, a vodka d- coke. A double vodka and coke. And you see to <laughs> his face till he's like, oh for fuck's <laughs> like eight pound fifty. That Chris does. Chris just walking No, it's fine, fine. Have what you want, Luke. Have yeah. what you want. <laughs> just, I think that's quite disrespectful. Well it was, but I didn't really, you know, I said no, I'm honestly fine, I'm honestly fine. He's like, go on, go on. And I was like, fine. You insist? Yeah, but if, if it was me, I wouldn't go, oh, actually, I'll have a pint of that £10 lager. <laughs> I'd go for something cheaper. Well, that's Or what, I'd subsidise. Which is why I now go for wine, and it's cheaper. But you don't have to go large. I, oh, I've it large. No, I have a pint and a full carvery, Chris. Um, <laughs> exactly. So, just one more email, because I don't think we read it last yeah. week. I just wanted to read out. Is, this is a guy called Tom, who's from Blackburn. He wrote in, because we were talking about, apparently I talk about Blackburn every week, but it's All very nice time. that he wrote in. And I don't want to read anything out on there, but he mentions a couple of people from Blackburn. And yes, I do recognise those names, Tom. Oh, so there you go. You just recognise names? Yeah. Mm. It's like Rain Man. People oh. I might have gone to school with. Oh. But I don't want to read out their names on there. Okay. Keep a level of privacy and decorum, Alex. Keep it secret. Keep Thanks, it safe. Thanks, Tom. <laughs> Unlike Luke. <laughs> you talking about my, my drinking problems? Let's move on. Right. Uh, let's talk about the games and movies out this week. Obviously, Watch Dogs is out this week. Uh, you've played it probably the most out of all of us here, Creeper. We gave it about eight hours. What did we give it on site? 8.4? 7 point something, wasn't it? 8. Really? Yeah. 8, mm-hmm. 8.3 or 8.4. Yeah. Um, it is a great game. Um, I think plays like an amalgamation of a lot of Ubisoft games. I think it's, Ubisoft are developing this kind of in-art, in-house style. Yeah. Mm. And it feels like it feels like the love child of Splinter Cell with a, a hint of Assassin's Creed. Yep. Like a lot of the missions I've played so far are kind of quite stealthy. Yep. And it's that mechanic of you can highlight the next piece of cover, press X to run to that yeah. piece of yeah. cover, run to that next one. And the hacking stuff is pretty simplistic, but you can like... It's a little bit like Batman as well, where you can lure people into yep. certain directions, sneak past them, or take them out. The world, I don't find that interesting. For me, it feels like you hear all the stories about GTA, about the team from Rockstar going, spending weeks uh, yeah. in LA, taking pictures, researching it, uh, going on calls with like detectives and cops, yeah. going around doing kind of um, beat duty. It feels like people at Watch Dogs have like, seen photographs of Chicago. Yeah. It's just a little bit flat. Mm. Yeah, the one the thing I said to you was it doesn't really feel like it's a real city. It feels like the back lot on the Warner uh, uh, yeah. studio that's created its version of a real city. It's, it's, it just doesn't yeah. it's not, quite it's not got a lot of personality. Right. No. Yeah. Um, so you go like drive to this section, you're like, oh, this looks like a section that I sneak through. This looks like a section where I sneak through. Yeah. And at the end of most of these missions so far I've played, you can either run away 
or like stand and fight. Yeah, right. and that seems to be the resolution of every mission. Right. Also, were we all playing it on PS4? Yeah. Yep. Something that I find a bit weird, and we've discussed this earlier, is that when it first came out or the first trailer was released, everyone's like, "This looks stunning. This is mm. next gen." Doesn't really look that. <laughs> Can I just say that that was Creeper's bottle of Coke? It wasn't just him. That was the very subtle opening <laughs> of a bottle of Coke. Um, yeah, it just doesn't look that great. Like we were saying, actually, I think Grand Theft Auto V looks a bit yep. better. Yeah, um, I, I don't I think, think it's I think a lot of the amazing. imagery of Watch Dogs that is kind of like instilled within you goes mm. back to that demo mm. from E3 2012, yeah. which we looked at yesterday. and. Yeah. Like the PC version is is nowhere near that. Yeah, that's kind of can't can't play the, the moment, phrase anyway. they use. It's called like test footage, and it's when you're like workshopping the original concept behind a game. You produce something like proof of concept of yeah. what you want the finished game to aspire to be. Yeah. And it's it looks. Well, like they did it, it with a uh, Killzone back in E3. What was that? 2005 or something like that. Yeah, and the, yeah. And the final game didn't match yeah. that. Um, but I also find Killzone it a bit, oh, 2, sorry. I find it a bit overwhelming as well, being able to hack everyone and like I, I, I've only played about two hours, so I'm not very mm. far in at all. But just you know, moving around, seeing so you know, oh, can I hack this person? Can I hack this person? Can I hack this person? And it just gets a bit. You can switch it off though. You can, but then I feel like I'm one of these people who feel like then I'm missing something. Mm. I might miss something important or you mm. know a side mission, mm. and um, it's a bit. It, it, I, I, also, so far, like, it doesn't feel like the stakes are all that big. Like yeah. there's, it's like a family thing so far, but. There's kind of villains have been introduced, but I don't really get a sense that they want to... I feel like the stakes should be way higher. Like, they want right. to like take over the world, and I'm trying to stop them, or... Yeah. yeah. It's just all a bit more muddled, and obviously, depending how it pans out, it could be, like, really sophisticated, the story, yeah. but at the moment, it just feels like... I'm just I'm just an errand boy going here, doing this, yeah. doing mm. this. A bit Assassin's Creed-like, in yeah, terms yeah. of structure. Yeah. Mm. Uh, also, out this week is Borderlands 2 on Vita. Which hasn't got great... No, it's apparently not the best of ports. Also, it's you know that's that's a big game to squeeze onto the Vita. Mm. Um, and also, they, when they originally announced it, they wanted it to have four player co op like the thing, yeah, and it's yeah. down to two player. So yeah. it's not really the Borderlands two experience you want, I don't think. No, uh, Worms Battleground, which I must I must admit I haven't seen at all. Uh, yeah, I've seen a little bit of that. Looks good. Um, they've mixed it up a bit and added some new modes. Um, New weapons, uh, but the old favourites all there, like the super sheep and the yep. old old lady. Yeah, you know, I think it's it looks solid. You know, it's what we've come to expect from a yep. worms game. But um, but yeah. And then lastly, Marika Eight, which we've spoken a lot about, which is magnificent. Yes. And so that's probably possibly you know, a console seller, a system seller, I would say. Yeah. So our recommendation for the week, Marika Eight. Yeah. Yep. Movies. Maleficent. 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 Which is, what not, does that mean? Uh, bad, evil, mal. Is that what it means? Yeah, like right. mal. Mal and magnificent as well. Um, so the alternate take on Sleeping Beauty myth, mm. starring Angelina Jolie. Her of the mighty cheekbones. Apparently, it's not all that great. Apparently, she's no. really good in it, according to our review. But the whole movie isn't that compelling. I imagine. I think there's been some problems behind the scenes with the right. production of that movie. Yeah. Um, so visually stunning, great performance by Angelina Jolie. Oh, apparently Brad Pitt got attacked at the premiere as well. Yeah, really. Some, some bloke uh, came up and hit him on the head, the face, and he got arrested. He's like apparently a famous prankster. Right. Oh, didn't oh. go well for me. That's did? not really a prank, is it? Hitting <laughs> someone in the face. Yeah, just, assault <laughs> is not a prank. Assault. Yeah. Yeah. Whoa, it's a prank. Ah, uh, the wit. Uh, the yeah. fact that we're talking about that instead of the movie probably says it all. Yeah. yeah. And um, then other one, Edge of Tomorrow, Edge Tom Cruise, which is. Getting good reviews. Very good reviews. Yeah. Um, 
I saw a bit of test for, I went to a screening with Chris of that not the full movie but like preview mm. looks quite good looks quite Emily Blunt looks very good in it um, strong female role which is good um, it's kind of it's got it's been compared to Groundhog Day quite a lot right but it's barrel of us yeah exactly <laughs> but it, it does look um, it does look very good it's another is sci-fi it, uh, vehicle Emily Blunt the Groundhog she is. Is she, is she punks at Tony Phil? <laughs> at the beginning, Tom Cruise just holds her up. Actually, probably Tom Cruise would be a better fit he's, for he's the... He's smaller, isn't he? Yeah. If he, Tom he Cruise, she does tower over him. Hand. If Tom Cruise comes out... Hey! Li- these... Liable? Liable? Mm, I think you're right. right. They have these massive excesses. If, he, if, he, if well. he comes out and then goes back in, there's four more years of denial. There you go. Is that wow. the way it works? It's wow. very clever. Anyway, <laughs> go and see the film. Yes, yeah. it's supposed to be good. Yes. <laughs> this recommendation. Go, go make your own mind up. Well, I'm, I'm still trying to see X Men because I haven't seen X Men yet. And I hear well, good. that's not the point about this week. <laughs> but thank it's you. It's not what's Luke doing this weekend. <laughs> I, yeah. Always about you. Well, Jeez. some people want to know. Uh, anyway, <laughs> that's it for this week's podcast. As always, you can email us at ign underscore uk feedback at ign dot com. Or Twitter and Facebook slash IGN UK. That's it for this week's podcast. Thank you, Daniel. Thank you, Luke. And we will be back this time next week. Until then, bye. Bye. Hey, Jenny, have you um, ever heard of a vampire slayer? Do you mean the one girl in all the world with the strength and skill to fight the vampires, demons, and forces of darkness? I do. Oh, yeah. I've heard of her. Cool. My name is Jenny Owen Youngs. And I'm Kristen Russo. And together, we spent six years watching every episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer, one at a time, podcasting about each and every one. Never seen Buffy before? We will protect you. Our podcast is spoiler-free, so first-time viewers can listen along safely. Ever thought to yourself, I wish someone was brave enough to write an original song for every single episode of Buffy? (laughs) Your search is at an end, my friend, because we did exactly that. So if you've never watched Buffy or if you're about to watch the series for the 14th time, come over and join us. Our podcast is called Buffering the Vampire Slayer, and you can learn more about it at BufferingCast.com. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.